Check, 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 we are live. Welcome in, everyone. We got a rainy Wednesday going on. Let's all fix our posture out there. Take a good sip of whatever we're sipping. And move how you would move if no one was looking. We got a very special episode today with me and the great JX Soto. Tons of things to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, but first things first, we got our special sponsor for today. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex, am I right? And what's better confidence booster than fun around with your partner? A fun round with your partner. All courtesy of the chewables from bluechew.com. What's bluechew.com? Bluechew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but chewable form and a fraction of the cost. Bluechew tablets help men combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction and provides harder and longer-lasting erections. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package, which is nice. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescriptions. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. BlueChew's tablets are chewable. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Boys, Girls take a long time to warm up. That puss takes a long time to warm up. And when you're fucking horned up, you've been thinking about puss for a while, and then that that wiener gets in that puss and it busts right off the rip. It's like, what's the fucking point, dude? You disappoint the girl. You disappoint yourself because you're imagining all these different positions and in this good fuck sesh, and then you just bust. And it's like, fuck. You're just embarrassed and ashamed. But let me tell you one thing. If you're looking for a little insurance policy, shall I say, Blue Chew's going to have you ready to rumble. And in my experience, when I've taken a Blue Chew, I've gotten hard as a rock, but I've been having, I've had full control over the orgasm, which is weird. It's like, it's almost like you can decide when you feel like busting. So you can make sure the girls want to come back for more. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code, capital R E D. H-A-W-K, Red Hawk, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Red Hawk. All one word to receive your first month free. Uh, Like I said, I don't know. I don't use it every time. I mean, I don't know. I got to look into more of the health benefits and stuff. But when I want to perform, when I want to perform, I'll maybe munch on half a tablet, take a tablet, and I'm performing guaranteed. 
and you'll be the one getting called Big Daddy. Okay. So thank you, Blue Chew, very much for that. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, there's been so much been going on. I didn't get to catch the 17 year old on um, the Contender series. Did you watch him, Jay? No, I was just watching the uh, the Twitter highlights on him. He just yeah. seems like really athletic. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. I did. I missed it. I, I meant to go back too before the pod, but I missed it. But dude, good for him. I'm surprised. I, I was like, no way they're going to put him right into the UFC. I thought they're going to do Chase Hooper type style, get him a couple contender fights and let him just kind of develop a little bit. Is he but, a 135er or what is he? Yeah, he's a bantamweight. But Dana and Sean Shelby and those guys, they know what they're fucking doing. They're black belts at matching up fights. They can look at a kid and they can see more than we can see. They've been doing it for so fucking long. And they they could give him the right matchups. They could give him another bantamweight who's 4-1. and one. They could sign a bantamweight just for this kid to fight and beat up. And they'll let him grow up. They're not going to throw him into the deep end and give him some killer right off the rip. But people are going to want to watch, too. This kid's fucking teenager, dude. Probably just started getting hair in the pits. <laughs> for real. I think he, they're saying he turns 18 like in a week or two. Yeah, which is fucking crazy, but good for him. Um, Pretty awesome. Raul Rosa Jr. I know I'm going to want to watch. <laughs> Did you watch his post interview? No. <laughs> you could tell he's a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Your voice dropped? He's just like the way he talks. You could just, you just tell he's like a teenager. Yeah, 17 years old. Um, Yeah, where does he train out here? Hard to see where he trained. trained from Arizona or where? I don't think so. It looks oh. like California here. But sweet. Good for him. It'll be fun watching him come up. I remember Max Holloway. What did Max Holloway get in the UFC when he was 20? Yeah. 20 maybe and watching him grow up. But tough kid and, and they're probably going to give him the right matches. So that'll be fun to keep up with. People were saying, did you see that tweet? They're like, oh, they didn't sign Bill Nickel, but they signed him. Yeah. And okay. But this kid seemed like he had more uh, MMA skills. Yeah. You get me? And maybe he has more tools. I know it's hard to hard to say, but okay, you get a middleweight against Bo Nickel. You you give him middleweight, and the middleweight shuts down his takedowns. There's probably not many of them, but just like Bryce Meredith was saying in the past on on our podcast, like if you have good footwork, a good like high school wrestling will get you caught up. I know Bo Nickel's another level, but he's kind of right. At 185, these are big motherfuckers, dude. You got to be able to develop and be, get a little bit comfortable on the feet. Get a little bit comfortable on feet. So if a guy stuffs my takedown, I'm not like in my mind, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. I get my takedown stuff and it's like, all right, no problem. I'm loosen up. I can knock people out too. I can start touching them up with a jab. Who, who knows? But the UFC knows better than all of us average folk. I can tell you that much. Uh, the ADCC this weekend. Oh, yeah. The thing with that 17-year-old kid, it's like it's weird because where was he fighting professionally at? I, I was like, I wanted to fight when I was 16 years old, but in Montana, they're like, you can't fight until you're 18. Uh, you can't fight until you're 18. So the day I turned 18, I uh, got my fight. Literally the day I turned 18, I had my amateur debut. So I'm wondering where he was fighting at. But it's crazy, dude. It's start You're starting to see it. You're starting to see these kids that started training with good instructors from three years old, four years old, five years old, and now they're grown into adults already kids that were born in 2000 dude it's like they're 22 years old now so this kid was born in what 2004 or something <laughs> that's crazy it's fucking what crazy. are we doing in 2004 2004 is a freshman in high school just slaying puss 
Seriously. <laughs> you were. I, that's when I lost my V. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're seeing it, dude. You're seeing it even in the ADCC. Like, holy fuck. Look at those Rotolo Brothers, 19 years old. Both of them been trained since they're three years old. And winning the ADCC at 19 is fucking crazy, dude. It's so crazy. And watching those Rutolo brothers go was epic. Watching, uh, it was Ty in the absolute. Insane. Well, Cade beat Mika Galvo, who, who for you who don't know, Mika Galvo is like such a savage. Watching his first couple of matches, I'm like, dude, he's not losing. There's not going to be no one that beats Mika. And then Cade comes out there and does it. And then uh, Ty in the absolute division, he got a tough draw because he had to go against his teammate in the first round. And then if he wins that, he's got to go against his other teammate in the second round, Hulk. But him and Josh Hinger fucking killed each other the first round. So Ty ended up losing out first round in the 88 kilograms. But then he entered the absolute. And in the absolute, he went against Pedro Marino, who double golded in Nogi Worlds at medium heavyweight. And then the absolute division last year, double golded. So he's the best guy and a big motherfucker, and Ty beats him, goes on, goes against Felipe Pena, who's a lot of people would say he's pound for pound. Felipe Pena's won absolute in ADCC before, world championships in the Pagui, world championships Nogi, like he's up there with the best, pound for pound best. And then Ty goes and beats him. It's like, holy fuck, now what's next? So now he's got Nicholas Mirigali, who's never been submitted as a black belt, who's fucking huge. I think Nicholas Mirigali, he, was he in the plus 99? No, no, he was in the 99 kilograms because he went against uh, Craig Jones in the finals. But he's a big motherfucker too. Huge, one of the best ever. And then Ty Rutolo slaps on that that, that Dars, his signature Dars. And we're like, oh my God. Mirgali's never been subbed as a black belt. Could he do it? Dars chokes Ty's thing. But dude, people don't understand. You go through a couple grueling matches before, you're not going to have the same squeeze you usually have. Because they're running those absolute matches so quick. Like you got three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and you're on to another 15-minute match. Especially for Tyru Tolo, he's going against guys that are 30, 40 pounds bigger than him. And a lot of that ADCC style, when those, those, I mean, when you're going, especially with those bigger guys, the first 10 minutes when there's no points, you're just wearing your partner out. You're just hanging on their head, hanging on your head, hand fighting, pushing them around, hanging on the head, trying to just break your partner until the points come in. But he ended up not finishing that Darce and then losing the the ref's decision. But that was fucking epic. There were some really epic matches in that ADCC. That was definitely the sickest grappling tournament that's ever went on. Did you watch much of it, Jay? Uh, I watched a couple and the highlights and stuff on Twitter. Uh, you have to, I'll uh, let you borrow my login and go rewatch some of those matches, dude. Fucking incredible. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, God, I haven't smoked. I haven't took a good, good smoke smoke for a while because my eyes, every time I smoke, my eyes dry out. And after the PRK, I don't know if it's like my eyes aren't used to getting all the air on them from wearing glasses all the time, but they just dry the fuck out. So last night I took a bong rip of the good organic weed straight to the fucking dome piece. <laughs> Holy dude. And I went to another fucking world. I gave Mariah a bong rip too. And it was like, you you take a good little break from weed a week break from weed and then take one straight to the dome wow it's fucking sweet uh i watched this uh chef's table chef's table it's this uh it's a series on netflix it's really good because it it goes 
all these people that are super passionate about cooking, like super passionate about cooking, it goes into their lives and stuff. And they were saying there was a chef's table pizza one. And the first episode was the best pizza in the United States. And it's in Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Where? Yeah. It's Pizzeria Bianco. Oh, I think I've heard of it, but I've never been there. The guy's like the guy that owns and runs the place is like this legendary guy. Um, it's a really good documentary. And he does all farm to table stuff, gets all his, uh, his local ingredients from Peoria and all around Phoenix. So we got to go there and try that shit out. Is it downtown or Scottsdale? I think it's downtown oh, Phoenix. You yeah, gotta, we should go look it up, check it out. But the best pizza in the USA, they were saying, whoa, we'll go see if it's cap or not though. It's not, I feel like it's not going to be, we can't ask for rent. So I remember one of, the, one of those places. I can't, I can't ask for ranch. ranch. Oh, I know. <laughs> ranch, and they just scowl at you like you're a piece <laughs> of shit. And then he opened up another restaurant that's called Trotto. It's like a farm-to-table place. But yeah, Chef's Table Pizza, first episode. Chris Bianco, I think his name was. Did you finish that Sins of Our Mother? Yeah. What'd you think? It's just fuck, dude. It was just fuck. Like, it it literally pulls out just hate from you huh you're like you fucking piece of shit to that guy yeah. it's like well that girl the mom right well the guy's the one who fucking influenced that mom who was just a talk like nothing wrong with it but tarred i felt like she was always like that though just a fucking loopy ass bitch yeah she's loopy and uh what do they what do they call it just a, a sociopath basically a fucking sociopath the way she's talking but again when you have this faith in this religion, this religion stuff, and you, that's your faith, that she'll she killed her kids, thinking mm -hmm. she's doing good in the eyes of the Lord. I know. And that guy, I'm like, dude, I would just love to just stomp your fucking face and scalp you alive. And I'm like, I hate that that brings out that hate in me because like, what happened to him as a kid to make him be able to just fucking take these young teen, young kids' lives like no big deal, and then bury them? Really got fired up. I took a rip and I was okay. I was <laughs> trying to have some empathy for him. Because uh, I guess it's still like an ongoing trial. Yeah. So it's not till next year or some shit? 2023. So they're sitting in prison. Hopefully he's getting Just his ass beat in prison. They, they really both hope. are planning to get the death sentence or whatever though. Yeah. And how easy is the death sentence? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I think it depends what state you're in, right? No, I mean, like, how easy it oh, to go like, out. I just murdered these kids that had yeah. no choice, and you sit there and you get to die. Well, who gives a fuck? You probably want to die. For real. Should there be a point where it's like, okay, no, we're not going to kill you that easy. You're going to, you're going to, we're going to torture you. We're going to put you in a, in a hole, hole cell, cell that's just a hole with no lights. And then we're just going to put some ants that eat people in there with you. And you enjoy it. And you remember that you killed your kids. I don't know. Does that mean? <laughs> but yeah, it's fucked. But dude, I've been having some fucking good energy lately. I don't know if my, my test must be, my testosterone must be high, dude. I fucking eat good food. I have my, my, my sleep dialed in. Mariah makes these foods that are just phenomenal. She's just all organic ingredients from the Blue Sky Organic Farms. She gets creative. She did this like Korean beef and rice bowl and veggies that is just like you couldn't buy it at a restaurant. It's so goddamn good. And then when you eat it, it's like your body's just saying, yes, 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 yes. She actually put that one on Patreon too, how she makes that shit. Uh, my shoulder ain't no fucking better. Goddamn MRI said uh, it's bone on bone. So there's what's that mean though? I think that that there's a not the ligament, but the God, 
the thing that goes that that pads the pads the bones. What the fuck is that called? Also, what do they say? How long is it going to heal to take? Or well, I don't. I don't think heal? it does heal. But then the stem cell place. So the guy that Joe Rogan was talking about. I had Sean hit up Joe Rogan and say, "Hey, hey, who do you use for those stem cells?" So we hit him up, and it's the CPI stem cells. They're on Instagram, and I think they're south of San Diego or something. But they give me a call, and I meet with a doctor tomorrow about healing it up. But he was like, "Dude, there's a good chance we're going to be able to heal you." But it's 15 grand. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I know they're just sweet talking you. 15. And maybe they are, maybe they're not, but I guess they do all sorts of shit. They really? do. Uh, they have 15 bands. 15 stackers. Fucking 15 guys. bricks. Sell a watch or something. Yeah. God, I don't want to. Sell your products. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they have this whole resort over there that they just do all this healthy shit. So I think we're going to, after the fight, told sean just fucking go to war with peter whatever happens happens and then, we, and then go over there and and heal up but uh they do i actually did one of these ivs last week it's called nad it's just nad iv therapy and the benefits there's just so many benefits to it protects the brain um protects the brain provides a bunch of anti-aging effects muscle protection and recovery um, think about it. Your muscles get a double hit as you get older. First, by receiving less blood, and second, by receiving fewer blood signals. Um, DNA repair promotes weight loss, treats addiction, combats depression, boosts your cognition and your focus, and your just mental sharpness, uh, and increases your energy levels. And I did one last week, and it fucking hurt, dude. I was like, oh my god, like my chest felt like it was going to explode, and it was making me nauseous and make my head hurt. I just told him to slow down the drip, so he slowed down the drip a bit. But then the next day, I, I did the run that usually wears me out. It's like a three-mile run, and I try to kind of push the pace on it. But I fucking burned through that run, dude. Like, it was nothing. Nasal breathing, and I'm like, it had to have been from the NAD. So I'm going to keep that up, and I'll keep you guys updated. Because we're going to start doing, being able to serve those NA, NAD IVs here here at the uh, Did he already start doing it, like, just in general? He just started doing a couple of us okay. just to kind of get it going. You want to get one? Yeah, I'm down. Oh, trial and error. Do you faint when you get needles? Like, I remember. Oh, yeah, you're not a pussy like that. Then a couple times. Yeah, maybe maybe Thursday because I'm gonna meet him here Thursday to get okay. some shit dialed in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice though. I mean, not being able to train pisses me off, but looking back to a uh, memory popped up on my my phone the other day of this the old shitty apartment our sugar and i used to live in broke his motherfuckers worrying about where we're gonna get our next check and now we got this community of people that's the probably thing i'm most happy about looking at the cameras and watching you and your group of people that you're building up and jj and and these other coaches and i'm not even here and you guys are building up this community we got this community of people that are just fucking badass everyone's getting good better at jujitsu better at MMA, get more confident. Everyone always brings good vibes in here. There's no shitty people. Mm -hmm. It's fucking pretty sweet, dude. We're blessed. For real. Uh, what kind of shit you been eating? You been trying to eat good? or? Yeah, usually during the week I try to eat good. I mean, like today I went to Whole Foods for like lunch after this. I just got like sushi, fruit, and a kombucha. You, you did that before? No, I'm going to eat it after. Oh. Like after we're done with this. But in the mornings, I usually don't eat, like, kind of fast. I mean, I just have a coffee in the morning, or that's pretty much it. Honestly. And you don't do any sweet in your coffee, do you? 
No, I do it. Sometimes I'll add like vanilla. Like I'll add a one pump of vanilla just to kind of nice uh, get that little sweet tooth in. Yeah, after my workout this morning, I just threw on three eggs, a uh, handful of blueberries, half avocado, and then I just mix up some of that thorn protein in uh, some milk, sipped it down. Feel good. Feel fresh. Because you eat before you, like when you were doing like train comp training and stuff, would you eat? Like how far like out have, would you eat? I mean, like hour and a half. Hour and a half. I feel like they it takes me a while to uh, digest my food. That's what I don't like to eat. Like even if I eat like hour and a half, two hours, I still like feel it when I'm yeah. training. Well, it probably depends on kind of what you're eating too. Like that's why lunch. that's why I like that oat bran. It just seems like it digests so easily and so quick and good. The oat bran, maybe some chia seeds, a little bit of almond milk and some uh, almond butter, a little bit of honey. Hour and a half before, and it's guaranteed to digest. And then I got some of my fucking muscles filled with the uh, glycogen, and I'm ready to explode on people. Have you just been working out a lot since you haven't been able to train? I've just been uh, running, and now I got my bike. So like, get the other day I ran three miles and i jumped on my bike and i tried to ride five miles i'm like dude i'm just gonna do something to keep my mind not from going crazy because i have all this energy i'm like fuck (laughs) but that's been nice it's been nice having that and it's really nice out kind of where we live so just cruising around and shit um how's your dogs been uh they've been good rue's been doing better she she's starting to finally like go poop outside so are you really close with rue yeah like, i feel like she yeah yeah she, she, and then oliver is like really close with anisa god i love my fucking dogs dude. i know i mean i'm I, close to both of them but obviously like you know yeah like rue's like more attached to me it almost gives you a small taste of what it's like to have a kid because i'm like i know my puppies were sometimes a pain in the ass but i'm like i love them so fucking much and then even if you're like especially after a rip it really makes you reminds you to just sit there with them and not get on your phone and not be fucking around thinking about others and just sit there with your dogs and love on them and play with them and then i i I did this uh bark box um like thing it's like a monthly thing it's like 30 bucks oh like treats and shit comes in treats and toys and they they have all these dog toys and treats and we get those dogs pumped up and they're fucking pumped up to get their bark (laughs) box dude you open it up and they're picking their toys and their treats and then they're running around (laughs) oh my god it's fun okay what kind of questions we got here for dan garner oh yeah this was a common question i've been getting uh how much protein should you eat in a day if your goal is to build strength and not put on bad weight and uh, let's see, Dan was kind enough to give us an audio version of the answer. Here we go. What's up, everybody? All right, Tim asked me a question, and it says, how much protein should you eat in a day if your goal is to build strength and not put on bad weight? That's an awesome question, but I'm actually going to preface my answer first with the fact that protein doesn't determine your weight. Calories determine your weight. You can only be in three states of caloric balance at any given time. State number one, a hypercaloric state where your calories in are greater than your calories out on a daily basis, so therefore you'll gain weight. This is perhaps characterized by somebody trying to go up a weight class. You could also be in a state of maintenance where your calories in are equal to your calories out. This would maintain your weight and would be characterized by someone who wants to stay in their current weight class or build muscle and drop body fat at the same time, which is absolutely possible despite popular belief. And the last caloric balance state you could be in is a state of hypocalorism, where your calories in are less than your calories out on a daily basis, so therefore you are going to lose weight. 
this is calorically driven and not protein driven. So this question regarding strength and bad weight, the weight would purely come from your diet as a whole and not the protein content itself. But with respect to strength development, strength development is maximized at 0.85 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day. A lot of people think that they kind of just give the standard recommendation of one gram of protein per pound of body weight per day. That's a good recommendation, but on paper, it's very well established that you can maximize strength gains at 0.85 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day. However, I actually do like to go a little bit higher than that. And the reason is because protein's the number one most satiating nutrient in the nutrition world, meaning it helps keep you fuller longer. Oh, fuck. I fucking clicked off. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Fast forward. So this question regarding strength and bad weight, the weight would purely come from your diet as a whole and not the protein content itself. But with respect to strength development, strength development is maximized at 0.85 grams of protein per pound of body weight per that you can maximize strength gains at 0.85 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day. However, I actually do like to go a little bit higher than that. And the reason is because protein's the number one most satiating nutrient in the nutrition world, meaning it helps keep you fuller longer. So when you give someone more protein, it's easier for them to stay away from the bad shit because they don't have cravings because they're full. So it's a great tool to use. So when someone doesn't want to move weight classes, but they want to build strength, I think 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day is a great spot to be in because you get the strength maximization without any unnecessary weight gain because you're controlling caloric intake through the back door by increasing satiation. So you're too full to have all of your cravings, and uh, it's just a tool that you can use, especially at night. A very high-protein meal at night will help keep you fuller longer, and you can preferentially put that at the end of the day where a lot of people run into their calorie problems, all right? So 1.2 grams per pound. Keep the good shit in. Keep the bad shit out. Let's go. Thank you for that, Dan. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense, at, especially at dinner, where whatever time your dinner's at, 8, 8.30, hopefully it's not too late, so you're just, like, you eat a big meal, and then you go lay down just full as fuck, like, ugh. I usually like to eat my meal, and then I go, I have this, like, BOSU ball, and then I have a foam roller, I just move, do some cat cows, I don't do a ton of stretching, but it just feels good, uh, but that's a good, that's a good tip, the protein at the night, some extra protein at night, when you get a good amount of protein, you're not just snacky, snacky, snacky. Which last night, dude, it's like, holy fuck. After that bong rip, it's like, I felt like a bottomless pit, dude. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I couldn't think about anything except going to my fridge in my uh, pantry and just putting it on my mouth. A little licorice or no? It, I did a uh, popcorn. <laughs> no, I don't have any candy around. That Why shit not? fucks me up because the sugar fucks me up. I know. It I makes like chocolate. Me... I always get like a different, I always try to just kind of see what chocolates they have at Whole Foods and Sprouts. I'll just yeah. pick a different one. Yeah, they have nice ones too. I mean, this Who brand, H-U, they have it at Sprouts, or I think you can order it, but damn, it's good. And the ingredients is so quality. So we ate a whole whole chocolate bar pretty much with the almond butter, popcorn. Yeah, that's the thing about those ribs. 
I mean, that's why Sean's taking a break from weed because he's like, dude, it's pointless. I want to eat so fucking bad and I can't. So it's probably pretty smart. Uh, that's a good tip, though. Get the high protein at night and then you're just not wanting to just snack and munch. Um, God, there's just so many conflicting diets out there. Like you hear, hear the guy, last guy on Joe Rogan talking about how the carnivore diet is just, yeah, it might be good at first, but then it's not good. And he's talking about shit that's bad when other people say it's great it's like mm -hmm. fuck there's just so much conflict the thing i like about dan garner though is he tries to kind of go by like science and current literature he's like he's a super 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 nerd about it all he's just so passionate about it so someone who's just so passionate about it and lives it like i don't mind kind of learning from them and trusting them a little bit Okay, my bag of smoke is hitting me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm forgetting where we're at. We got a lot of fucking uh, questions. <laughs> From Twitter or Patreon or what? From Twitter, we got a lot of questions. And then uh, I want to go over this little part on um, the, the Mindfulness and Meaning app. It's an app from Sam Harris. And this is just one of his talks. And I thought it was interesting. So here we go, about a minute. Algorithm that produces resilience and changes your conception of failure. Failure is not always bad, and therefore is not worth fearing in many cases. It's also important to realize that the things you want or are afraid to lose are rarely as important as you think they are. This is a very widespread observation in behavioral economics. We're well known to be terrible at predicting how much good or bad things will affect us. The truth is, they don't affect us nearly as much as we hope or fear. Now, realizing this and finding ways to be happy in the present before things happen is in large measure what it means to be wise. Wisdom is understanding that you don't have to hold your happiness hostage until some future time where your desires get gratified. That's a big one. You don't have to not be happy to, oh, I'm always, I, I'll be happy once I get to this goal. Or I'll be happy once I, once I win this next fight, then I'll be happy. It's like, that's, I, I love that part. That's yeah, a that's fucking good. powerful part, dude. It's to be happy in the present before things happen is in large measure what it means to be wise. Wisdom is understanding that you don't have to hold your happiness hostage until some future time where your desires get gratified. But that doesn't mean it's irrational to plan for the future. Yes, none of us know how long we will live. But it's generally rational to assume that you'll have enough time to devote to long-term projects, to building a family, or a career. You need not live every day like it might be your last in order to be wise. But the trick here is to remain process-oriented. Whatever your goals, the quality of the journey has to become more important than those fleeting moments when you actually arrive at your destination. Another one, another one that you get caught up in, especially in the fight career or jujitsu career or whatever you're doing. Like, man, once I get to the UFC, then I'm going to be happy. Or once I get some easies, get some easies, then I'll be happy. Or once I get this car that I can't stop thinking about every single night, once I get it, I'm going to be happy <laughs> or, or just yeah. enjoying the process of training and just enjoying training camps and enjoying yeah, come in. Okay. I signed up for jujitsu tournament. Enjoy practice every night. You still can enjoy practice every night and enjoying what you're doing. Cause if the process is fucking miserable, then it's like you're wasting all that time. Most of your life is the journey. Most of your life is the process of solving problems. 
it is not and will never be a condition of basking in the absence of all problems. There will always be something to do. The frame of mind... That's good. That's just a minute out of, the, out of that talk by him. But that's good shit. Usually, like, on my bike rides or my runs in the morning, I wake up. Before I do my coffee, because this Dr. Andrew Huberman was saying it's better to wait at least an hour after you wake up before you hit your coffee. Mm. So you actually wake up a little bit and then you can do your yeah. coffee and whatever. But, dude, I've been putting this on on my runs first thing in the morning out in the sun. And it's been nice because he's a, he's a neuroscientist. He's a fucking smart, smart dude. And he has a pretty soothing voice. Some good uh if you were to drop a book, it'd be cool to have him narrate it, huh? Yeah, it would be cool. That <laughs> would be cool. Okay, we can either go to let let let's do actually do this little clip of Andrew Tate because people are fucking hating him on, on him all the time. This is just a small clip from his podcast with uh the Patrick Bet David. Small clip, here we go. Men understand this. They say, I understand you're the some of the five people you spend the most time with. Then why are you friends with all these fucking nobodies? Why are you friends with these losers? Why are you doing it then? You're, then you're accepting what you're gonna be. I love winners. I love winners. Show me a winner. I love winners all day long, my friend. That's who I wanna be friends with, winners. That, that, that's who I wanna be friends with. I don't wanna be friends with anybody else. I don't see the advantage to it. And that's how I've always created my life and it's served me very, very well. And, and I refuse to accept anything else because negative energy is extremely sticky. If you have friends who are talking negative shit, try and, try and, try and fix them, it's your duty. But if they're sticking to their negative narrative, you don't have a responsibility to them to a degree to sit there and allow them to pollute your life. Because mm -hmm. that's what they're going to do. You have to get to a point where it's like, goodbye. How many friends have you had? It's fucking exhausting, bro, being around someone negative. And I think he's right, dude. Those five people you hang out with, whatever it is. If those, I mean, if they're just worthless and they're just negative and they're just not doing shit it's like try to fix them like he said it's your duty because you're your friend try to pull them mm -hmm. up so let, hey let's go work out or hey let's start eating good or start doing some positive shit and if they don't it's like all right bro i gotta go yeah like i'm peacing big true big true like people i mean even people they're like oh you've changed you've you've changed it's like i have changed thank god yeah, because I, and i want to keep fucking changing or like when you run into people if you've, you knew like maybe five, 10 years ago. Yeah, especially that because they're holding on to that. What you used to be back then. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, mm -hmm. I'm grown now. Yeah. I got boots on now. I mean, and, I mean? Then, and, that's, and that's like, a, it's almost a, I mean, it's a painful thing to be like, hey, brother, like I'm not, gonna, we're not going to hang out much anymore. Yeah, You're no. just, I, when I hang out with you, all you want to talk about is negative shit. All you want to do is gossip about people. I mean, like, being around gyms, like different gyms all like through these years, I'm like, there's always gossip or, or drama that comes around all always every yeah. single gym. And you can either like talk about it and then keep it, keep it, keep it going. Or you can just be like, Hey, yeah, whatever. We're, we're here to train. We're here to train. We're here yeah. to train jujitsu. We're here to work out. We're here. We're not here for that kind of shit. So like, leave it out. But some friends are like that too. Like the only thing, the only thing when you guys talk about, when you guys meet up is talking about drama or gossip about someone else. It's like, dude, Fuck that. True that. That that was good. And just holding your friends accountable. Be like, hey, if we're going to fucking, if we're going to be, you're going to be part of the gang, you're going to be improving and fucking grinding. Yep, yep. Um, what else we got here? L Slicker Scam. Could look into that, but that's like a, what a, is that? a, a Twitch, a Twitch guy. He was scamming all these people money saying he, he can't stream. He needs money. And he scammed them like 300 racks. Damn, I need to do that. Just kidding. Get a little good scam going. <laughs> No, did you see on Twitter, um, like that Grand Theft Auto game, the new one that leaked or whatever? Like, 
footage of no. it. No, is it sick? <clears throat> I don't know. They look very like in his rough stages. But anyways, like some guy <clears throat> said he had a copy of it or something, and he sold it for like a hundred k. And then uh, he just got the money and dipped. Like he never, he never actually had a copy of it. <laughs> Someone paid him a hundred k. Because he said he had a copy of the yeah, game. Yeah, like the unreleased. <laughs> and everybody's been waiting for this game for like 10 years plus. And, and they met at a gas station or something. I don't something know. If he, he I think him. he wired it. I think he wired it. To like, yo, wire me the money type of thing. Oh, bro. <laughs> That's the, like, sometimes I, I feel that. Like, you want something so bad and you're like, oh, they can't be, they can't be a scam. So you yeah. wire them money. But it could be a scam any That's, fucking time. Uh, it happened to Dow, like on eBay. He sold the lens. It was like an expensive lens, like an $800 lens. And they sent him like a fake email type of thing. Like that uh -huh. they paid. And he like shipped it off, and it was like a scam. So he Fuck. he he was out on like eight hundred dollar lands. Those motherfuckers! Dude. I know. Yeah, I sent the wrong Venmo the other day. Sixteen hundred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just being like, Fuck. I was I was like fucking. I looked up Venmo, and they're like, if it goes through and it's some random person, you're not gonna get it back. But I ended up hitting them up, hitting them up. And what uh, they say? They said yeah. Venmo got at me back. Damn. So that was cool. Uh, here's here's some of our uh, Twitter questions. That we got going. Oh yeah, he was also saying in that uh, in that uh, Andrew Tate podcast about how kids in China, like you, kids in China, they want to be astronauts and scientists. Mm -hmm. If, but here they just want to be YouTubers and influencers and TikTokers and shit. It's like, dang, like dude. Us, huh? Yeah, twenty <laughs> years, thirty down, thirty years down the road, we have all the TikTokers and YouTubers that are just, and then China's got all those kids. Yeah. Well, who's happy though? I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're and right. And I wonder if like those astronauts, kids, and all that, like, are their parents forcing them type of thing? Yeah, that's true. Because do they have TikTok there? Do they let their kids get on TikTok know. at three, four years old? Like, that's fucking up your attention span. It really is. It's like I can't watch a video that's over thirty seconds long because I get bored. <laughs> I know. Like, damn, you're not going to really learn anything. You're just going to be surfing TikTok, surfing the reels, yeah. surfing the shorts. It's crazy all the all the apps are doing that now. I know the shorts and shit. I still I still like long formatted stuff, but I don't know, maybe because I grew up on movies and shit like that. So yeah, maybe I like, like the younger shit. generation, like yeah, they don't give a fuck about like a two hour movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Do you have TikTok right now? I do. I just recently like started to like get on it and it's like once you start getting your algorithm, it's like, oh fuck, I've Damn. been on this shit for a minute. Because it's all shit you're into. Yeah. What are what are your TikTok uh algorithm looks like? I don't have the app. Oh, really? I don't have I know the for the longest time I didn't want to do it, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. I know. It's probably smart to kind of stay with it yeah. a little bit. I think but it's good for like anything, really. Like I see a lot of smaller brands really take off. Yeah. With TikTok and shit. I have a, my buddy, or Garrett. He's oh, yeah. One of he's our really students. Good. And he's been doing the TikToks. He, he did it. He made a TikTok for me and took up clips from Timbo Sugar Show, clips from here, and just random clips on TikTok. And then just had the YouTube in the bio to help grow the YouTube smart and dude some of the some of the clips he does it's weird how just one random one will pop off and get quarter million views i know it's insane or more huh? and then some will just get like ten thousand or 15 and then just just like a huge one it's so insane okay we'll start with our twitter questions here we go isaiah cody how being on the ultimate fighter and going through that experience change or make you as a fighter or even coach what changes would you make if you could go back and do that over again uh i would i wouldn't go to 55 dude I just cut too much. I cut 195 to 155 in three months, and I just fucking lost my horsepower, dude. When I was on top of that kid drilling him and I was bouncing his head off of the canvas, I was like, what the fuck? I'm not knocking him out. When usually at 170, I was hitting people like that, and they just go lights out. 
And then uh, your my body started breaking down because I was trying to keep up with the training, two days training, but your calories have to be so goddamn low that you're not healing from the previous training session. And then you're going to the next training session, just breaking yourself down. So that's where all, a lot of my injuries came from, and it just wasn't healthy for me overall. So I would have said no to that opportunity. I said, no, nah, I can't make 55 because initially it was a 170 ultimate fighter. And I, I signed up at 170 and then the producers took me in the back and they said, hey, can you make 155? And I'm like, fuck, I know I can, but I know it's going to be fucking hell. And it was hell and it wasn't worth it. So I'd change that. Um, is it legal to rub your forearm into a cut like Song Yudong had on his face in the weekend? Yeah, forearms are legal. That's the thing. If he would have mounted Song Yudong and and he was in a position to where he can't really def defend those elbows and stuff, he, I mean, you can rub your forearm in that cut and make that thing just sag. Did you see that cut? That was a big cut. Yeah, it was nasty. Song Yudonger got split open. What are some of your favorite hiking spots in Arizona? Uh, I don't hike that much. I mean, I, it's pathetic that I don't because literally a mile behind my house are like the White Tank Mountains, and and there's just some crazy trails. I need to hike more, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, same. It's crazy because Arizona is like a really popular hiking state. It is, huh? Yeah. It's like a mecca for hiking. Low key. So I don't know, brother. <laughs> uh, what are some 2023 goals, goals you have in mind? I don't know. I'm just trying to just stick with what the fuck I'm doing. New Rolly or no? Oh, I hope so. Get the AP? I hope. Oh, <laughs> the little AP. It's fucking weird with all the investments that I have. It's like my Rolexes are probably the most reliable investment. Yeah. They're just sitting there like a chunk of money. You're just sitting there and it's going to be gradually growing, which is weird because some watches in the last three, four months, they actually declined Rolexes. But I have this kid that his dad's an expert in it and they have a shop together and he, he texts, kind of helps me out with which watches are going to keep climbing, which watches are a really good investment. Or what about your Yeezys? Are those good investments? I don't know. Are they? Or is it <laughs> just a waste? So. <laughs> if you kept them on ice, yeah, but they're worn. Yeah, getting the little shit stains on them. <laughs> give them to your kid. Yeah, like I will. Twenty years. No, I'll give them to him when he's like five. I don't care if they're big. <laughs> Jordan Harris, do you think it's less of a risk for Sugar to try and submit Peter, or do you like the chance on the feet more? I mean, he could submit him. I feel like he could submit him. There's a good boys. I'm not fucking delirious. I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm not like 100%. He's going to win. I'm like, there's, but there's a good chance Suge's going to win. There really is, dude. Um, I think being on the feet, keeping distance is better. Better opportunity, though. Because dangerous. I mean, Peter, su he's such an explosive little ball. In close anywhere. If you're in close with him on the ground, if you're in close with him on the clinch, anywhere, he's, he's fucking powerful. And he's got a lot of explosions from short space which is impressive because usually the longer distance a strike goes, boom, that's the, it's going to have more power on it, but he can fucking, he's explosive from a short space. So I think keeping the, keeping the space is better boys. Uh, goon are special. What was your first tattoo? Which is your least favorite and your favorite? Which one hurt the most? Which one has the most meaning? What is the next tattoo you're looking to get? My first tattoo when I was 18, it was my middle name on my back. and Some tribal. <laughs> middle oh. name? Or no, 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 my middle name. Alan? Hey. That'd be funny if you not had put it. that out there. That'd be funny if you did have your middle name back there. <laughs> I should. Fuck. This shit's fire. But uh, 
Oh, I thought it was fucking fire, dude. When Before you first got it? I, I think it was, I don't know if it was after football season, but me and a couple football buddies went in there and did it, and we're like, we're hard as fuck, dude. <laughs> Tribal was actually, remember, I remember it was in, like super It was in. hot, yeah. remember? People were hot. getting their whole arms blasted in that. thick Tribal. <laughs> and I was like, that's sick. But now it's like, fuck. I know. I wonder if that's how my tattoos will be in a couple years. That's how I'm going to look at my face tats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I know, champ. That's Laser, right. just remove it. Fuck yeah. It. For real, that's right. Okay, there was an article that came out a few years ago about ago about Sugar using his Reeboks check to migrate kid shoes. What's that behind-the-scenes story? Yeah, I mean, Sugar had tons of money from Reebok. I mean, he had a uh like a stipend from Reebok but he's like dude I don't need clothes so he got a lot of kid size shoes to donate to the kids and use the money that way so that was good how often should you have a rest day considering the lifting boxing cardio MMA and do you recommend marijuana and psychedelics for meditation and recovery I mean I feel like it's decent to have a rest day once a week depending on how hard you're training and even on that rest day, just kind of doing a little something. Go out there and go on a walk. Go stretch. Don't just sit there and do unhealthy shit all day on your rest day. I think marijuana helps with recovery. I really do. I think the science agrees also. So, Mushrooms, I don't know. Timbo, got a question for someone learning MMA. Any tips for how long how to fight long effectively? Someone who is taller, their weight, and has long reach like Suge. Much love. Dude, it, it's just going to be about getting experience and training and sparring and just learning your range because some people naturally can do it. And some people it's going to take years and years to, to develop that and be able to punch people at the end of your punches and have your eyes good enough to gauge that distance. Gary M. How do you see Aljo TJ going? And in your opinion, who's the better stylistic matchup for Sean provided he gets the W over Peter. I don't think Aljo and TJ, I feel like they're pretty equally dangerous i mean they're both dangerous motherfuckers tj is elite aljo though is a pain in the ass because if he gets his hands locked around you and if he gets a body triangle on you that's a fucking pain to get out of dude and he comes forward so heavy and does it but we got experts around us so we got experts that can help us really shut that down and it's going to be up to sugar to go initiate that plan are you worried about potentially being jumped in line for the title shot by the likes of Corey, Cheeto, or Cejudo? I mean, I don't think so. Like I said, uh, Sean says it all the time. He's going to be in the UFC for a while, so he's going to have probably multiple opportunities, so it's not really a, fuck, we need that. We need that because there's only a couple more fights left. There's probably a good, who, who, depending on what kind of shit happens, 10, 12, maybe more fights left. At what point did you recognize that martial arts could be a full-time career for you? Right after, right in college, I was doing the fire science shit. And then I, my coach was like, hey, do you want to fight a professional fight in Tacoma, Washington? I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, you get paid. And they sent me a contract and you get $300 to show up, $300 to win, and then $300 for travel money, and then a hotel, and then you get your buffet passes too. So I was like, what the fuck? And then I went up, fucked this guy up. They gave me $1,000, and I'm like, I'm going to school doing this bullshit that I don't fucking like, and I just whooped that dude's ass, and they got $1,000. And they're trying to get me to take out more loans at school. Like, take out loans. Here, you're 18, you're 19 years old. Sign this. Sign this little, little contract here, and we'll send you as much money as you want. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck this, and fuck college. And I started fighting. 
um, that's when I kind of realized, well, and it was probably after my fifth, fifth pro fight, sixth pro fight. That I'm like, damn, I could really make something of myself in this. Uh, any strange lately? No, I've been pretty dry on the strange. How about you, Jay? No. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts on Diesel Riggs BKFC fight? I just saw the highlights of it. He fucking, did you see? No, I didn't even see. What happened? He was fighting in Great Falls and he fucking, he's fighting an Orthodox guy and he's Southpaw and... I mean, headbutts happen when when it's opposite stances. When you guys both blitz in at the same time, your heads heads collide. And he got his head fucking collided with the dude's head, and he got KO'd hard, Damn. fell to his back. Is he good though? I mean, I think Did so. We talk to him? Should I give him a ring? Yeah, see if he enters. Uh, I hope he's fucking good, dude. I'm like, God damn it, Joe. Hang it up, Joe. <sighs> You're a legend. Or just give it a break, Joe. Fuck for fuck's sake. Your sakes. call has been forwarded to an automated. I think that's his number right there. He blocked you, bro. <laughs> well, he's got a Montana number now. <laughs> this is price. I'm sorry, the person. Damn. Let's give him one more. Let's give him one more. Oh, it, sounds like, it sounds like his phone's off. Yeah. But someone said one the, Your the time before that he was getting like seizures and stuff. I'm oh, like, fuck, fuck, bro. That's scary. That's fucking scary. And at what point? Not not that it's Joe at all, because I just think he just loves fighting. Mm -hmm. But at what point is it like it's not gangster anymore? To just keep fighting like Tony Ferguson saying, I'm not a quitter. It's like, okay, but when are you smart enough to think, hmm, what's more important here? These next couple years and a couple fights and the way other people look at me or my health exactly. and, and my brain and my, my loved ones that are around me. They're going to have to deal with me. Yeah. Like, fuck, when do you, when do you think about that? And when is it not gangster anymore? Okay. Do you think Amanda Nunes could beat the worst 125 on the UFC roster, or is it the difference between males and females too significant? What about her versus a 17-year-old? 17-year-old rougher up, dude. Really? Yeah, for sure. What if she grabs a hold of him? No, he, had, did, he looked like he had pretty good grappling. Did, did he? Yeah, he took the guy down. Took, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's just so <laughs> different, bro. The worst 25 in the UFC and Amanda Nunes. That's so hard to say. I mean, you can't really say, but probably not. <laughs> like even Takino was saying, and this was like five years ago. Takino was like Gabby Garcia. He's like she's she's probably a blue belt level in, in jiu-jitsu. Really? And this was five years ago, so she could have improved. But he's like that. She was still a black belt. He's like she's just so much bigger and stronger than these girls that she can win. Yeah. Is Gordon Ryan the undisputed BJJ goat? Yeah, we didn't really talk about him, dude. It's oh, like. Yeah. He's a fucking freak. No gi goat, easily. Not even close. Not even close, dude. He's the best no gi guy ever. Jiu-jitsu, like goat overall, like say BJJ no gi, probably not because there's guys that win worlds multiple, multiple times in the gi and multiple times in the no gi. So probably not. Would you say, imagine if next year he's like, hey, I'm doing the gi. I'm doing the biggest <laughs> tournaments. But the problem with those tournaments is IBJJF, you win in the adult division, they win gold, they test you. You saw to test oh, you. Oh, really? So you can't be doing no funny stuff. Oh, he's not. No, it's chicken and rice. <laughs> he's a natty. That's it's what chicken, they say, right? <laughs> chicken and rice. But still, who gives a fuck if he's not natty? But the thing is, dude, when, in all his submissions this weekend in ADCC, it's not like he was doing like, holy fuck, we've never seen that move. Yeah, he's oh. doing like shit. Like, yeah, it's not like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Yeah, the thing that's so impressive, though, is he grabs a limb. He grabs a grip, two on one on your wrist or two on one on your leg. 
and you're not getting out of it. He said before the most explosive person he's ever gone with is Nicky Rod. Yeah. And he grabbed Nicky Rod's leg with both hands, pulled it into pulled it into 50-50 pretty much and fucking heel hooked him with ease. Yeah. It's like, "Wow, dude, that is a different level of fucking power." It was insane to see. But it sucks now because it's like, is there anyone that's going to fuck with him? Yeah, I wonder if he's going to get bored, do you think? Or what do you think he's going to do? Just keep? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Just probably keep making making cheese, BJJ Fanatics vids and making, yeah, making bread. But I, I'll, it would be sweet to see him go into the gi. But really, again, why, why yeah, would I don't he? think he would. Why would he? That's like Jordan Burroughs going into judo yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like the whole, whole different game. But that's why, like, there's a lot of those guys out there that are so good in both, which is pretty something says something about your jujitsu. I feel like, but I'm sure he's a motherfucker in the gi too. Oh, he's yeah. probably just as yeah, good, he's almost super good. Like he'd probably, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I don't know if he could pass my guard, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, name a place you went for something strange that you wouldn't even travel to with a gun. Ah, Josh, I don't really get that question, brother. Name a place you went for something strange that you wouldn't even travel to for a gun. I don't know. My one, my one friend, though, he's a cop. I used to train jiu-jitsu with him. He works on the south side of Phoenix in the nights and stuff, and he said there's a lot of gang shit going on. A lot of gang shit? A lot of gang, and there's this new game called, I think it's FSG. Oh, it's a gang? gang and it's heavy shit he said he said you can come and ride along anytime so i might do that Just take a little gopro for the mm -hmm. vlog for patreon throw on my little cop outfit i wonder <laughs> if i could wear one <laughs> <He's sick. laughs> uh top supplements for athletic performance hey that's a jack that jack will send it i had a podcast with dan garner and we talk about the top three supplements for people and he he, he says just watch that but thorn 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 is your place for supplements and i'll have jay put the 15 percent off and then on Patreon in the the second tier, so I think it's ten dollars a month, you get thirty percent off Thorn supplements. And at checkout, the discounts uh, provided. So remember, the ten dollars tiers on Patreon, thirty percent off Thorn supplements. Good, uh, good little shit there. Is weight training <laughs> beneficial to all combat sport athletes? Yes. I mean, I think when you're early on, when you're learning jujitsu, I think it's better to spend more time in jujitsu. But there's a point that people are going to be both people are going to be equally as good both people are going to be black belts the black belt with probably the more horsepower if they're both the same is going to win so i think it's never bad to have more horsepower and have more grip strength and have more more strength with your legs when you're butterfly sweeping someone or more strength in your legs when you're fucking squeezing someone's neck in a triangle or you're taking their back and shit is sparring and rolling cardio a substitute for running and swimming Yes, it is. If you're wanting to get good at jiu-jitsu, roll your jiu-jitsu. I think it's the best. What is some life advice you give to a younger self, and what do you think your younger self would say to that advice? Fuck off. I'd say, fuck you, <laughs> pussy. I'll drop you. <laughs> I don't know, dude. What's some life advice? We could give him some, Jay. Something. Uh, just follow your heart, man. Read yeah. some books. Oh. But then you follow your heart. It's like my heart. Is it my heart that's horny? Because I'm horny. <laughs> follow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, get We're the, still trying to figure it yeah, out. That's bro. what I'm saying, brother. Get that Naval Almanac of Naval oh, yeah, Ravikant. Get that book. Read it, brother. 
maybe you maybe you can't take it in right now, but maybe in a couple of years you go back to it and you will be able to. Yep. Talk about AC the whole time, please. I mean, talked about AC and C quite a bit, but that was a sick event, dude. It was such a sick event. Fuck. I wanted to be there so bad. Who, in your opinion, would have the best chance of beating Suge in the Bantamweight division? I don't know, dude. The kid's getting good quick. When he focuses on something he wants to get good at, he gets fucking good at it. So the goal here is to try to find what his weaknesses is. What the fuck is his weakness? And just just do it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Eventually, it's not going to be his weakness. Advice for a 20-year-old amateur MMA fighter? I would say find a good gym. Find a good gym that you have good vibes with, that you go there, you enjoy your training, you enjoy the people around you, and then just enjoy training and keep training and just keep researching how to just better yourself for your performance and how to just get better at jujitsu, get better at fighting, get better at wrestling and watch videos and just become obsessed with it. That's what I'd say. Uh, if I flew out to Arizona, could I get one week membership to come train some jujitsu? Yeah, brother, come on down. Topic hunting elk. God, I fucking hunted elk before dude. And I feel I don't know if it's I'm a pussy. I feel so bad shooting those things. Really? I just think because I'm not a great shot. And if I'm like my dad or my brother who are fucking really good shots, they, they'll shoot that thing and that thing didn't even know it got hit. Lives a good life and then boom, it's dead. Instead of it suffering? Instead of me shooting it in its ass and it running around for 10 miles <laughs> bleeding out. <laughs> Fuck. It's fucked. Dude. That's I'm like, God, I, I'm thankful, but it's pro it's humbling going hunting. You see what has to happen for you to enjoy that food. But yeah, for me, I'm just kind of a puss, I guess. Food and, or I'm just not a good shot. That's it. Food and nutrition, things to watch out for, what to eat. Also, best drink, sparkling water, Zevia. You're the man, Red Hog. Thanks, brother. Just don't eat processed shit. Try not to. What's one favorite dream fight you had to have loved to see? Fedor, I think Fedor would have just fucked Brock Lesnar up, though. Everyone talked about that fight. They're like, oh, Brock Lesnar versus Fedor. I'm like, dude, in Fedor's heyday, yeah, maybe he was on a juice and shit. Who gives a fuck? So is Brock. Fedor would have fucked Brock up. Fedor would just, the way, the his hips and the way he launches people and the way he's so, he was like, it was almost like he was a lightweight or a welterweight, the way he would crack people. He'd fucking just throw his overhand right, right so hard and just blast people. And you saw you saw Brock when he got in the UFC. Look what Cain Velasquez did to him. Beat the fucking tar out of him. I think Fedor would have done the same. I would have liked to see that fight, though. That would have been cool. Talk about who would win in a fight in between everyone at the Jobin house. It would be Brendan, Schmidty, and Sono right now. That They're the, they're the three knuckleheads over there. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be hard. It's hard because um, Schmidty's so big. He's fucking huge. But if the yeah. fight lasts two minutes, he's done. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So Sono said that. He's like, man, what, what if I get into a Schmidty one time? I'm like, dude, that's fine. Get into it with him. Just weather just, the storm. Just defend yourself yeah. as long as you can. If it, keep defending yourself. Keep defending yourself. Yeah. If he gets on top, you get your guard and just hold his head down, defend yourself. And then when he's like, holy fuck, okay, I'm done. <laughs> now it turns on, baby. Yeah. Tips for BJJ recovery training. Dude, I would just stay hydrated, try to eat healthy food, and just get in a good stretching routine, brother. What do you think about 17-year-old? We're talking about it. When are we getting a quick Bible sash? <laughs> Any tips for being able to mentally step up to face higher level competition and being able to surpass them? 
Just doing it, brother. Just doing it over and over and over and over and over. Why don't you tell Schmidt to become a truck driver? They make over <laughs> 55K a year. It's like us. Jordan, I ain't telling Schmidt shit. He's going to do what Schmidt does. We can give him his advice and he'll say, I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. And then he's going to do what Schmidt does. So I ain't going to say shit. How much puss have you slayed, Red Dragon? <laughs> Red Dragon. Ah, plenty, John. Fucking plenty. <laughs> Red Dragon. Is good, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Uh, after this, we're going to sparring. Shug's got three rounds against good partners, good partners that are attacking him. That'll be good. Did you have a favorite athlete growing up? Anyone on a team sport? Good shit, Jobs. Growing up? Fucking love Chuck Liddell, dude. I, I cut my fucking red hair just like Chuck Liddell won wrestling camp. <laughs> Do you have a picture? I don't know. We went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Cut my hair like Chuck Liddell. Got in a car wreck right before the fucking... Before we went, I got blindsided. I was with this blonde girl. <laughs> she fucking turns right into this car, and the car just smokes my side at about 50 miles per hour. My head bounces <laughs> off the, the window. I don't know if it knocked me out. It might have, but I remember sitting there like, <clears throat> and like waking up, and they're smoking, and she's screaming, get out. And I smacked my shoulder, and I did something fucked up to my shoulder, which is where my shit could have came from now. But then I went, I cut my hair into an Iceman Chuck Liddell uh, cut, went That's to fire. wrestling cramp, got pinned every fucking match. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, if it was fuck. a fight, I'd fuck you up, though. But you dude, do they, again. they'd take me down, I put a power half on me, and a power half just, they put their, your arm under your armpit and behind your head and start rolling you over, and it was just, my shoulder was just like, oh. So I just rolled on my back like a bitch. <laughs> That's me. So that was sick. <laughs> uh, how can you really say you're fair in your relationship if you and Sugar's girl have never been with another man? You think out of 10 years they never thought about fucking another dude? Sounds like they aren't allowed to. To say it, it's open. They got to get dogged. Love you. Thank you for that, Jordan. I love you. <laughs> I mean, to say your girls have never... if. You, you think out of 10 years they've never thought... I've never said she hasn't thought, thought about fucking another dude. And she, like I said, has the freedom to. If she wants to do that, she has the freedom to. Sorry she decides not to, Jordan. I'm sorry, brother, that maybe you're with a girl and you're, that's the only push you're going to get for the rest of your fucking life, brother. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what else should we say on that? Oh, fuck. Get him on the potter. Yeah. Send him a Zoom link. Give you a call, it, brother. Uh, yeah, that's it for questions. Yeah, boys and girls. we're hour in. Are we? Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah, that was a phenomenal pod. Uh, fucking goddamn internet, dude, can really piss me off. I wanted to give a shout out to all the hundred dollar tier people on Patreon, all the people that are really fucking supporting. And there, I wanted to give them a name shout out each, each uh, episode. But our internet's not working, so we'll get that fixed and we'll get that running next time. But this week already on Patreon, I put um. I put Ryan and I were doing that pod every week. We did a Q and A. We asked, answered every Patreon question. So that was a good forty-five minute podcast. That's on Patreon only. And then I did a Monday morning vlog of the whole kind of my morning routine, and then the training sessions and some highlights of those. So how I make my coffee, I put that on that Monday morning vlog. And so there's content going up there all the all the time, guys. Um, so if you support the pod. Please give it a like. And for subscribers, again, this week I'm giving another pair of the Mindset headphones away. They're sick. Last week we had two winners. 
This week, we're going to have one winner, and it'll just be for the headphones this week. So for subscribers, if you're subscribed, it's easy. Click the fucking subscribe button, and then uh, comment on the vid, whatever you want to say on the vid. And then uh, TubeBuddy has a random generator, and I pick a random comment, uh, and then I'll message you those uh, headphones, boys and girls. So check it out. Sponsor, bluechew.com, code REDHAWK for guaranteed i mean i don't want to say guaranteed boners but big hard boners okay if you need that uh thanks ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next week love you